Okay, so we ready? Good. <coughs> I, w- I will be momentarily. Hang on, I'm just gonna die. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened there. <coughs> Hang on, two secs. Toby has right. died, unfortunately. I have, <laughs> I have successfully died and rebirthed myself. The Baba Yaga has come for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes and a whole range of nerdy topics on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and now on SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and I'm joined again by my friend and fellow nerd, the one, the only, Toby. How are you, Toby? Hello! (laughs) High energy today, I love it. It's great. Yeah, you good? Yes, I am good, and I'm very excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, we are here to talk about a film that I've finally seen. I don't know why it's taking me so long. There's no excuse. It's ridiculous. Um, we're finally here. We're thinking we're back to put on our... <laughs> we're putting on our tailored sits and asking for guns, lots of guns, to talk all about the action phenomenon that is John Wick Chapter yeah. 4. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, which I can't... I, so excited um <laughs> we have as always our nerd news and uh, we've got quite a few bits of nerd news so we'll try and get Ooh. through them um as quickly as we can so we can get onto the the good stuff as Keanu <laughs> would probably say um so we'll, we we did a lot of star wars news last time around and we're going to start with star wars <laughs> news this time uh, just one bit this week um Obviously, we announced, well, we didn't announce it. It wasn't up to us. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> I would have been there. Uh, we we called Kathleen Kennedy and said, look, you need to just put this out there. Um, but um, we we talked about last time how Daisy Ridley was coming back to the Star Wars canon as Rey, uh, following on from the events of Rise of the Skywalker. But it turns out that Daisy Ridley might not actually be the lead of that film, which is interesting because... Mm. It's, a, it's an odd one. I... I take these sort of internet like they wouldn't have announced it at star wars celebration and then had like this low-key backtracking on it i i'd feel like that's really sort of anticlimactic and kind of counter to what they were trying to achieve in celebration i agree you wouldn't bring out daisy ridley if she wasn't a prominent part i think no the, and the, the synopsis that they gave was basically She's the new Jedi Master trying to pave the way for a new Jedi Order. Yeah, she's basically the new Luke or Obi-Wan yeah. style, which is fine, you know, and that makes, I guess that makes sense if this, because this is set, I think, 15 ish years after yeah. Rise of the Skywalker. So she'll have had, you know, some time to get her skills down, as it were. Um, but I'd be very surprised if she wasn't a very prominent part of the film still. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is very much just internet speculation and probably fueled a lot by just the the haters because mm, I, mm-hmm. I i gotta say after celebration it there are no one i think we've said it before but there is no one worse than the fans like a certain section of fans because they are so fucking hard to please yeah uh, well. and i I'm, I'm guilty of that as well but so, like Star Wars and I guess Marvel sort of now, it seems like anything Disney related and I guess DC, everything, everything fandom everything. Se- <laughs> seems to have so much vitriol against them because like they announced this and then just all the the little sequel trilogy 
gremlins or goblins came out of their caves to be like, nah, I hate Daisy Ridley. She's the worst thing in Star Wars. SJ Warriors. Rah, 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 rah. That, that is what they all sound like. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, what, that's what trolls sound like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take my reddit gold. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, two upvotes today. Great. Let's go back to the cave. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, I agree. I think there's there's just it's it's too easy to jump on the Daisy Ridley bandwagon. We said this last time out. Daisy Ridley is not the problem with the sequel trilogy. Um, there were many, many, many other problems with those. Um, but I I think Daisy Ridley was great as Ray, and yeah. I'm glad she's back. Like you say. This is all. This is all based on rumors and stuff at the minute. So, uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Wouldn't yeah. take this too seriously. Yeah, but would understand that she might not be just. It might not be solely centered around her, which would say. make sense because yeah, she's she, she's trying she, to usher in the new age. So you can't, you can't rebuild a new Jedi order if you have no one around. Yeah, <laughs> and this this also sort of comes off the back of another rumor where they were saying. John Boyega may have buried the hatchet with Disney and maybe coming back for this movie. Mm. So it's all very speculative and rumor millish. And the only announcements we've had thus far that's confirmed anything is Daisy Ridley's back. This is technically from what we've been told via Kathleen Kennedy in the Star Wars celebration is that she's the lead in this film. So mm. I, I'm, I'm taking it from the official announcements thus far. Yeah, yeah, and until you know someone from there comes and says brings it forward, then yeah, we, we can only speculate at this point. Get but, out of here, you yeah, goblins! Yeah, yeah, um, still exciting. Still looking forward to all the Star Wars news. Still hyped after celebration, like you said. Yep. So yeah, guess we'll find out more about that once it once more details come out. Hopefully, well, next next week is May the fourth, so we'll it see. Is. Watch that space because I'm sure they're going to have a whole bevy of things that get announced or at least shown off. Yeah, we'll definitely have to uh, get together and discuss all the news that will inevitably be announced next week. So look forward to that, people. Um, So moving franchises, we've gone to Marvel, but not the MCU yet. Uh, We will get to that in a minute. Um, Never far from our hearts. Never far from our hearts. We cannot go through a single episode without talking about it. Uh, even this one. Um, no, we're going to Sony's Marvel Universe, the Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man. What do they call it? Sony Spider-Man Universe? Whatever. I, I think so. I think so. The Sony-verse. Anything with a verse at the end. Yeah, true. They, they, they love they love adding verse. You know, yeah. um, so this is obviously, we, we know Craven the Hunter is due to be released soon, starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Yeah. Um, but what we have recently found out is that not only will it be Sony's first Marvel movie with an R rating, which Ooh. you know is, I guess, the equivalent of an eighteen, or in this country, um, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Or fifteen. F- I don't 15 know. Fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, in that mark. Which you know, I don't think we've had a fifteen Sony Marvel movie. Venom. No, probably, no, don't think so. Um, but also, will feature Rhino which will be played by Alessandro Nivola, who I remember from Jurassic Park Three. Um, he will be playing Rhino in a sneak peek that I think was only released at CinemaCon, so we haven't seen it ourselves yet. Mm. But um, so Craven Hunter, I think uh, Ian's definitely on record. I think I have to of not being super hyped for this film because I of, think it's going to be naff. Yeah, Sony don't have a good track record outside no. of the animated stuff. Yeah, um, St- stick to that. 
stick yeah. to that. Like yeah. their their live action stuff since Spider Man Two have been just abysmal. Like yeah. the Venom movies are just atrocities. And frankly, if you're going to have an R rated movie, why would you not have the one with the serial killer Cletus Cassidy as Carnage? Yeah, you know, true. stick it to Craven. Who? What? What's he going to do? Skin an animal? I mean that that's like he's uh, yeah I just yeah not not for me and he's the wrong casting in my opinion I'm I'm gonna be the I'm the troll this time. <laughs> Toby's coming out of his cave. He's, <laughs> he, he's he's putting he's putting a marker down. I look I agree. I think well we've we've had two venoms and a, and a Morbius, which <laughs> a Morbius and a Morbius. Um, That's the event. It's the Morbius event. It's the Morbius event. Um, I know we've got things like Madam Web coming up for which I'm intrigued about, but not you know optimistic about. Yeah. But I, and I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he's a good actor. I just don't think he's a Craven Hunter kind mm. of actor. And I don't. I just I don't think making this an R-rated movie is going to make it any better. Less people are going to see it. For yeah, yeah. And Morbius did not have a good showing, even though they tried to release it a second time. The Morbius sweep did not work. So I don't know what uh, is it. Is it Craven? I mean, you can't do it. it's Morbin time. So what's it? It's Craven time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Craven time. I'm craving some action or something. Like that, yeah. <laughs> All the dad jokes. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, someone's got to use Craven as a pun in this film, yeah. otherwise. I will not be happy. Um, <laughs> I also, Rhino for me has never been a character I've really worn to or taken seriously in games, comics. I just, I, a lot of, a lot of superhero characters are ridiculous, but I think yeah. Rhino, especially after Paul Giamatti's turn in the, in the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man films, it was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I've always had a little soft spot for the Rhino, but I, I feel that he's, He's he has to be executed in a certain way, and the way they had him in Spider Man, in Amazing Spider Man Two, w- was a worthy opportunity to use him, and that's the sort of opportunity like you have him as like a relatively quick. He's had a, he's had one or two very prominent sort of good stories, but one or two when he's mainly just sort of a a, a sort of throwaway antagonist just for a few pages just to sort of open up a splash page where Rhino's making a mess, Spider-Man quickly knocks him out and then the rest of the story continues. Um, but it's just, yeah, that amazing, that Paul yeah. Giamatti scene was <laughs> abysmal. The worst Russian accent. Jesus, yeah. And the mecha suit. Oh, yeah, I, I think I, I, I think when you play the Miles Morales video game, Spider-Man, yeah, 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 yeah. the Rhino and that, is well executed it's brief yeah. but you know i think it's well done yeah well he's also sort of set to be quite scary in that because i mean he's a big dude compared to yeah. miles i just don't think they've ever executed him particularly well no really, no which is a shame because you know he's he has potential i just don't it's just never been realized i think yeah but you know it could be great it and I, you know, we we said it before. We're happy to sit here and you know eat our humble pie and go. We were wrong. Craven Hunter is a fantastic film, but I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I, I I usually have a relatively good gut feeling. I'm sure you do too, and I think Ian has. Like, we're all pretty good at sort of our gut reactions, and mm. this doesn't this doesn't scream to me as being a a, a great movie. So. Yeah. Well, that's coming yeah. out. It's coming out in October, which I think is after Spider Verse. And that that's that's a hard thing to come after yeah, as well. Yeah. I, 
that that just looks great and even if it's good like if if it's not like it doesn't change Ah. the world like the first one did it's still gonna be good hard act to fall super hard act to fall yeah Um, you'd think you'd try and tuck that in before and then you could be like oh yeah no actually we've been saving the best to last it's like playing after the beatles what what are you supposed to do you know um but (laughs) here we go we'll see we'll see moving uh i guess we'll stick to the marvel universe but we'll actually go to the mcu this time and yes. we're going to talk about uh, i guess a marvel film i'm actually excited for it's coming yep. out very soon um it's the end of a trilogy we're talking obviously guardians of the galaxy volume three good news is that the first reactions are quite positive which is yep it's not something we've said about marvel in a long time <laughs> um, i but- always i always take these things with a pinch of salt because i've I don't know whether or not they, they they pick the good ones from the test screenings. Yeah, true. You're not going to be like, oh, well, actually, I thought it was a piece of shit. It's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. The trolls and the goblins coming out again. I don't know why they're turning Australian today. <laughs> you, <laughs> did, you did say that all the podcasts you listen to have Australian. That's movies. true. <laughs> That's true. That's You're just true. trying to turn us into one as well. <laughs> no one wants to hear mine. Anyway, so, um, but I think Guardians... You'd hope, given James Gunn's last foray yeah. with Marvel, he's a good guy. He knows what he's doing. He's made two smashing films already. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Three has so much potential to just to be great, and I don't think it's. I think it's genuinely not going to be weighed down by a lot of the MCU stuff because it kind of sticks to itself and does its yeah. own thing. It feels like this one has been a deliberate effort to keep it separate. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it needs, and I think because yeah. you want it because it's going to say it looks into the backstory of Rocket. You yep. know, obviously we know that um, Mantis and um, Peter are siblings now, which we learned yep. in the holiday special. Gamora's obviously back, but not the Gamora that was with them before. There's yeah. a whole... They've so got, it's all they've emotional got, stakes they, all over the place. Yeah, they've got enough baggage to deal with that isn't yeah. Yeah. Like, world, universe-defining stuff, you know? Um, but what is interesting as well is it will be the first MCU film to have the word fuck in it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! If that's not newsworthy, I don't know what is. I mean, it's it sounds, you know, silly to say, oh, we've got an F one, but literally, I, 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 what were we on, 29, 28 films? Something and, like that, yeah. Something like that, and uh, this is the first one. <clears throat> um, I've read the context of how it's used. I don't know if you have. I um, haven't, no. If you I'm haven't, trying I'm, to go, I'm trying I'm to go not, blind. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, Good. It sounds like it's used for the right effect. Um, Fair enough. And James Gunn's um, basic statement was, you, in a PG-13, you get one, and he used it. So, fair <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, swearing's cool. No, it's not. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swearing's the fucking best. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I can't wait to see this film, to be honest. Yeah. Genuinely. I love the Guardians films. Uh, I've always said that they're probably my favorite out of all the, I guess, standalone character stories you know obviously your captain america's your iron man's thor's guardians has always been the one for me i love i'm a sucker for a good soundtrack yeah and it's funny it's always good action it's a good time and it's Uh, great sci-fi like i'm a sucker for sci-fi it it it, it's a fantastic little bit of sci-fi um also one little nugget that i read today is that there are two post-credit scenes for guardians so getting ahead i mean all marvel movies have always got a little post-credit scenes but apparently this has got two 
And I feel like because this is sort of the end of a trilogy, mm. they're probably worthwhile rather yeah. than the last few that have been out that I, really amounted to nothing. I'm going to admit, I am so tired of post-credit scenes. They just need to stop. <laughs> like, there's one in John Wick 4. Which... I missed it. I missed it. I, I, I was going to wait for I, the next bit. I, I missed it. I didn't stay. I knew there was one, but I was like, I want uh, to go home. I didn't uh, know. I, yeah. I went afterwards, and then I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw the article or my friend was like, "Oh, did you see the post credit scene? Or did you see? Did you miss it? This sort of thing." And I was like, "What? Fuck! This film was long enough, and then there's a bloody post credit scene that I missed. Shit!" And yeah, we'll we'll get obviously we'll get into the John Wick one, but I think. I've been stung by a lot of post-credit scenes that meant nothing. Yeah, um, like whereas Doctor Strange. Whereas, whereas, yeah, exactly. And then whereas we will get into it in John Wick Four, this one seems to actually have a reason and purpose yeah. and potential. And I'm like, why did I not stay for this one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of you know watching, um, oh god, what's his name? I feel like they should announce that before you go in. So like, stay to the end. Yeah, I know. Or just, or just put it straight after you know the, yeah yeah i don't know but i know i and look i get want make people sit for the credits a lot of people work hard on film you know obviously simone works in the industry so yeah you know, true, there's a lot of people true, working true, true. this and they do a lot of hard work but at the end of the day if you're going to make us sit through the credits make it worth sitting for because marvel started all this stuff there was points yeah. to it remember the first time seeing thanos in his big floating toilet that he had um <laughs> But, but it meant Thanos on the porta potty of doom. Yes, and at the time you're like, oh, his chin looks weird. But um, <laughs> they hope they fix that later on. To be fair, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, it's a scroll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's Thanos. He doesn't look that bad. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't realise it's Thanos till I got home, and then I was like, oh no, hang on, shit, that's that's Thanos. I, and I thought, we didn't see him again for years. <laughs> yeah, and then he was totally changed. And then he he's gone through a lot of palette changes, old Thanos. He has, he's had, he had a lot of work done between <laughs> the first appearance <laughs> and the last. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Two post credit scenes to Guardians. I think they're worth sticking around for. I think oh, we've said this before. This is going to be an, emo- an emotional movie. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's going to hit me in ways I think I haven't felt since Endgame. Uh, yeah, really. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, because I mean, we've already placed bets on who we think is going to die, but yeah. <laughs> it could be more than one. Because um, yeah, well, it, <laughs> it's like James Gunn would be like, "Well, this is my last one, so I'm going to have them come down in a." burning pile of ash yeah you can see them you see the marvel stars that might be killed off slowly signing their dc contracts <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh is uh dave batista suddenly <laughs> being cast the day after guardians of the galaxy 3 yeah <laughs> it's like suddenly the announcements start coming out yeah um so yeah guardians of the galaxy 3 there's going to be some swears there's going to be a swear so look out for it uh careful kids um so we have one last bit of nerd news which sticks with the Marvel Universe. So the Marvel Agatha Coven of Chaos TV series yeah. made by the same people who made the WandaVision series um, based on the character Agatha from that series will be a musical. Ooh. Yeah, following in the footsteps of Joker 2 and, you know, somehow musicals are now the way superhero <laughs> films are going. We've asked them to mix it up, and this is what they're doing. So, you know, let's yeah. see. Yeah, I was going to say, it's an odd choice, but I guess there was the musical interlude in 
Wanda, and that was sort of a standout bit with, it was Agatha, Agatha all, all along. along. Very catchy song. Stuck in yeah. my head for days. You know, <laughs> and now it's stuck in my head again. Great. Thanks. Yeah, um, you're welcome. But yeah. I, uh, th- there's, there's some promise to it. You know, it's... It, it was she was a fun character for the scene she was in oh yeah whether or not that can sustain a whole show is left to be seen yeah. and i guess how it sort of feeds into the wider mcu if it does at all um will be interesting mm. or if we get sort of wonder and things like that coming back because i've heard rumor that she might be in it as well so i don't know it, it's an interesting one i think elizabeth olsen can sing i'm not sure but I don't know if it's going to be everyone singing or if it's just certain musical interludes. Yeah, I know Catherine, Catherine Han, who's fantastic, obviously plays Agatha, is singing and yeah. is, you know, being the main character, will be doing a lot of the vocal lifting. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen comes back. I assume there'll be an expectation. It's not, I don't think it's going to be like West Side Story where everyone just sings constantly or, you know. <laughs> but I also hope it's not like Les Mis where people sing and it doesn't rhyme and it really annoys me. Um, <laughs> Who was this man? What the devil is he? <laughs> Hate that film. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Don't have time. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to see something different. You know, if that's the way they want to go, yeah. then go for it. I was going to say, we've, we've been clamoring it for for enough. So if we start being like, oh, it's a musical, why are they doing this? Hmm. Just can kind of say, there's, there's bloody trolls. There's goblins and trolls. They're everywhere. Back in your cave, trolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because obviously DC will have one. Now Marvel's going to have some musical numbers. Yeah, yeah. And they're oh, they're also doing. I forgot they're doing. You know the um, the Avengers musical in Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, what they're was that called again? The Rod is it called? Is it called Rogers or something like that? Or something. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah, Rogers. They're actually making that. <laughs> I've heard, a, which yeah. is another weird one. Yeah, but I, you know what? I'd I'd go see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, down. Like, give it, give it a go. Give it a yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So that if it crashes good. and burns, I'm, I'm more forgiving of something that has been like it's trying, you know, and it doesn't succeed, rather than just something that just keeps retreading water for so long, which mm. is what Marvel has been doing for a while. So, yeah. them trying to take chances, whether or not it's as successful as the rest of them, at least they're trying new things. Then, so credit yeah, to them for true. that. So the MCU is becoming the MMCU, the Marvel Musical Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Um, so, yeah, look out for that. Uh, it's probably going to come either late this year or early next year, apparently. So, you know, got some time to get more details on that. So I guess we'll see. Um, that's it for our nerd news. Short and sweet, but, you know, lots of interesting stuff going on. But nothing more interesting than... Yes the main event that we have now and i have a summary for this film which i asked chat chat gpt to write for me so <laughs> just to see what it would give me so it's um, actually done all right which is scary it, that, that, yeah i was gonna say it's a scarily useful tool yeah. i've been playing around with it myself and it's uh yeah, it's going to be the death of a few careers I see sometime down the line. Yeah, this whole podcast is actually just chat, chat GPT. Toby and I aren't even here. It's just yeah. all down for AI. <laughs> We're all AIs. Yeah. Um, so This is the Matrix. This is the Matrix. No, wrong film. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> we are with Keanu, but we are here to talk about John Wick Chapter 4, which is the highly anticipated fourth installment in the action-packed franchise, John Wick. The film picks up with Chapter 3 left off, which saw legend legendary assassin john wick on the run from the high table after being made excommunicado love that word it's just sounds uh, so no. cool. it's like they just pull all these words out of their asses like this sounds cool excommunicado and you know what 
They're right. It's true. Yep. Um, so now in chapter four, with the price on John's head ever increasing, John looks to fight back against the high table itself in a bid to earn his freedom. But before he can do that, John must face off against the Marquis, played by Bill Skarsgård, who has the mm-hmm. full power of the table at his disposal and will stop at nothing to make sure John doesn't get to him first. Well done, Chad GBT. Well done. Um, <laughs> obviously, you watched John Wick Chapter Four a couple of weeks ago, as a yep. normal as a normal person would when it came out. Because um, and for some reason, I thought, "Oh wait," <laughs> but the Mad rest man. of all, the rest Mad of the world man. moved on without me. Um, but I, I did get to see it. Spoiler warning, obviously, for anyone listening, if you haven't seen John Wick Chapter Four or yep. any of the John Wicks, really, because we might speak about them as well, because it all ties together. Um, please go and watch it. Yeah, if you haven't watched any of them, get get out of that cave, you goblin, and yeah. just go see the goddamn films. They are so good. The first one is a solid hour twenty minutes of just pure adrenaline and fun. Yeah, so and, they're and, excellent and, movies. And they're all great. They're all great. Um, so that I guess that does bring me on to I guess first question for us is we'll get into chapter four specifically um in a minute, but I want to get your thoughts on because we've obviously we're both fans of John Wick. We know 100%. that, you know, yep. we've spoken about it. But the franchise as a whole um has really just become this massive phenomenon. Twenty fourteen, I think the first film came out and just yeah. blew up. And it's suddenly, obviously, we're now in chapter four, like nearly ten years later. But what were your thoughts when you saw the first John Wick? Were you there from the beginning? Did you come to it late? How did you get into John Wick? Well, I I think I came to it relatively late. I saw I think I saw it on I saw it on DVD release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it at the cinema. Um, yeah, I think I saw it on video on demand. I think yeah, two two was yeah two was the first one I saw at the cinema, and it was one of those ones where the hype had started to sort of bubble around it and it was like oh yeah this this action movie is great and i initially dismissed it as just uh, another sort of throwaway action movie with keanu reeves because mm-hmm. uh, he hadn't really had anything that had sort of resonated for a, a, a while mm-hmm. um there'd, there'd been one or two bits and pieces but he kind of sort of fallen off the radar he'd tried a few different things he sort of reunited with winona Ryder for a couple of films he did a couple of comedy bits and pieces he here did. and there so I I kind of was like, okay, you know, it's just another Keanu Reeves movie. And then, again, more and more sort of hype built around it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to check this out. And then I watched it. I was like, bloody hell, that was amazing. And it, it, it sort of brought all the things that worked so well in The Matrix in terms of the action. And it sort of like ramped it up um, to sort of more realistic, gritty. Because if, if The Matrix sort of action was more the science fiction bravado, this was just the the dirty gritty like meat and potatoes of action mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as a series i feel like it sort of set the standard sort of moving forward of what an action film should 100%. be and what can be um where it's art i mean there's no like the action they do in these films are just sublime mm-hmm. and i know you know you've got your tom cruises and things who sort of do their stunts for real and things but you watch sort of the behind the scenes sections with Keanu Reeves doing his drill training and stuff even if it's just sort of on the gun range and like the riding the horses and driving the cars he's doing 90% of that himself yeah yeah but he's also respectful enough to know you know this isn't my area someone else could get hurt if I do it so I'll let the professionals do the, the 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 correct bits and pieces like he doesn't seem to let his ego get in the way of that yeah yeah um, and yeah, I feel I feel like each film sort of ups the ante, and they're, they're, as a series, they're sublime. I think they're such a 
good series of action movies that, in my opinion, raised the bar each film. And I don't know how I'd rank them because I was trying to sort of um and ah that to myself about how I'd sort of rank I have, them. I have a ranking. So. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought long and hard about it, but, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what your opinion is because I... I think they're all fantastic. So you you go into your spiel about what what you think. I'll I'll start by saying I think all the John Wick films are fantastic. I I I wouldn't say action is my genre of film. Yeah. You know, I I like all the you know the classic eighties films and you know the silly ones. You know, yeah, your your Terminators, your Predators, Commando, all that kind of you know the Arnies, the Stallones, all that kind of spiel. But yeah. I think towards I guess obviously in the noughties and tens when you had and I, I like things like the Taken films, the Liam Neeson films, you know, all those kind of films yeah, that came well, out. I like the first one. The first one's good, but then you, you're you in a point of diminishing returns, let's be honest, of those yeah. films. And then he starts doing things like uh, Commuter Nonstop, which are basically the same films, just on different modes of transport. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for the one where he's on a ferry or he's on a pedalo. That would be great. If he has a <laughs> action, no one's done an action movie on a pedalo yet. That needs That's to true. That's true. Although John Wick 5, potentially, you never know. Um, yeah. <laughs> John Wick would kill a man with a pedalo, let's be honest. <laughs> and it would be that. glorious. It would be glorious. <laughs> fucking pedalo um <laughs> but i yeah i came to john mcclay i think i think it was just before second one came out that All right, and, yeah. and i'd heard a lot about john wick at that point i was like but it's just an action film you know and i, I know yeah. and you like you said keanu reeves had just done like things like um 47 ronin the man of tai yeah. chi and you know the daily after still which was terrible yeah. i'm not there's no shame recording it it's a terrible film even keanu himself has said so yeah. um but so when he said oh, keanu reeves is basically gonna be it's an action i was like okay well you know sure um and then people kept going no seriously you need to watch it and eventually yeah. i was like right second one's coming out let's watch it and oh my god talk about mind-blowing like i remember watching the raid for the first time yeah they're fantastic and though. i remember go- and I, I think john wick was the first time since then that i thought oh my god this is this is a this is how good action films can be yeah because i was it's such a simple premise like guys retired from being an assassin you know nothing really about him other than whenever people mention his name he's they go oh shit john wick and then two the baba, like, yaga. The baba yaga and then literally go he's he's after all these guys why because he killed his dog and you're like that's simple. Simple. That's it. Yeah. He's just pissed off and he's going to kill everyone in the most insane ways possible. And I was like, this is brilliant. Love it. Chapter two, chapter three, and now chapter four. I'm like, it, like you say, it just gets more, I don't, it, it gets more crazy, obviously. And it gets more, yeah. the world expands, you know, there's so much more the mythos gets opened up and you're like, oh, do you think this was like the, the boiling point of where this world goes to but actually there's another level and there's other levels and yeah. it goes down and up and sideways and then like like who, who's who's in it who's not in it is everyone in it what the hell's yeah. going on um what they've they've done is somehow not only like and i use the taken films again where those films kind of dwindled as they went yeah. on they've somehow just gone nope here's more here's more and you, I, i'm like yeah i'm eating i'm eating, I'm eating this up you know, yeah, I am yeah. here for it. And it's like, as, and let's be honest, there are 
is there are ridiculous elements to John Wick. That's that's oh, the yeah, whole point. Hundred percent. But I am fully here for it. Not in the ridiculous like this is stupid way. This is ridiculous. Going, you are just making us have fun. Yeah. What well, the way I've always seen John Wick, particularly as it goes on, is it feels to me almost like a video game yeah, in yeah. the way that it's like next level. You know, you've got more baddies. That you've just got new armor and new weapons. So have they, and it's it's just like an all-out slugfest. Mm, and yeah. I I kind of it feels like the old. Um, do you ever play like Streets of Rage? And oh things yeah, like that? yeah. It feels like those sort of classic games where it just keeps up in the ante with throwing more sort of bad guys at you, and it's just just balls to the walls action trying to get out of these zones alive. Yeah. Yeah, and the I, world sort of builds around it. You know, I completely agree. And so I went to see this uh, Sunday afternoon, and then I came home, and I'm currently playing the remake of Resident Evil Four. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in this. There's a section where you fall into a pit, and basically all the the possessed, infected people come at you. And yes. I was, I don't know if I was just channeling John Wick after the film, but I was kicking ass, and I was just, I like, did, reloading, yeah. like, I did shit. I was like, my accuracy was off the charts. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I, good. I've been playing uh, Resi Fort, which is fantastic, I by good. the way. We'll, we'll, um, get, we'll, we'll have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, I, I, I was playing that, and it's the same sort because of, they even do sort of the close to your chest, like as the enemies get close to you, they do the tight gun sort yeah, of and um, you've got, stance. You've got the knives and you've got the parries and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was channeling the same thing, and I'm just like, <laughs> John Wick's music is just, yeah, awesome. I went up to the merchant afterwards and all, the, all I could think of in my head was, I'm going to need a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that if that's something you can come away from the cinema and you've got that sort of buzz to sort of, to, I don't know, to seek out more things that sort of bring joy to yourself. I think that's, that's a good sign of a film. And yeah, yeah it, it really sort of pumps that adrenaline. So you just feel really positive after seeing it. Yeah. Well, well after I watched it, cause obviously we, we're, we're, we British audiences, we don't clap films, really. No. Uh, I think I've, the only time I've been in a film where I clap was Endgame, but a few yeah. people clapped after I watched this film, and I was like, you know what? Yes. You clapped. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I almost, like, snapped off a salute. It was that good, but um, <laughs> I thought, oh, no, yeah. no, people are watching. Um, but, yeah, I think the John Wick franchise, I don't, I don't know what it is about it. It just... Honestly, it's just fantastic, and like like we said, if not if people listening haven't watched any John Wick films, go and watch them. I'm trying to get my dad yeah. to watch them, and he just won't. So, um, dad, dad, I know you're listening to this, so please watch John Wick. Get on it, Mister Buick. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, right, let's get into it. John yes. Wick Chapter Four. So, obviously, we've already said massive fans of the franchise. There's a lot of expectation. There was a lot of expectation on this for me. I don't know about for you, um, given how good it's been already. Yeah. What did we think? I thought it was a fantastic film. I would probably say if there's one criticism, mm. one criticism, I'd say it's maybe a touch too long. Because there's a couple of scenes where, and I think it's by it's a it's an in universe issue that they've built in kind of since the third one where or i guess the second one when they develop sort of the bulletproof suits and as you get up higher the chain you expect that the bad guys are also going to have that same tech yeah where every fight is 
a, a fight of it because every fight just ends up becoming a fight of attrition because everyone's relatively bulletproof. Yeah, there was a section through uh, Paris, which we'll get into a little later, that was kind of refreshing because it took that element away because it was sort of more the general mob opposed to mm-hmm. any of the table goons. Yeah, and so yeah, I know what you mean because I think because I rewatched chapter three just before four and I'd forgotten about the guys with the bulletproof yeah. helmets. Cause that, that was great and refreshing and that scene, but I guess when it's everybody throughout yeah. four, it kind of gets a little bit, well, your own in universe design yeah. kind of drags everything out, which, but it still was good. It's just, I think there was a couple of fight scenes that could have been trimmed just a wee bit mm. to make it perfect. I I'm inclined to agree with you. I think, because the film, for those who don't know, is two hours and fifty minutes long, I think, yeah. or just yeah, yeah, yeah. just shy of three hours. Um, I didn't feel it though. No, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think to myself, "Oh, this is too long." At the watching of it, yeah, I was in reflection. I wasn't checking my watch apart from no. when I was waiting for the national alarm to go. Because <laughs> I watched the start at one and at three o'clock, which interestingly, everyone turned their phones off. So well done to yeah. the audience at uh, the Odyssey in St. Albans for doing so. When you told me you were going to see it at one, it didn't even resonate to me. I was like, oh, that I, I didn't even think until you just said that. I, I didn't either. It wasn't until later my wife went, oh, the thing will be on at three. I was like, but we're watching John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know I'm watching John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna get in the way of my Wick time. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I I wasn't ever checking my watch, thinking when is this going to end. I think no. Could you lose 15 minutes of the film and it still be a great film? 100. percent It would still, you know, obviously make sense. It would still be fun. It'd still have all, a ton of action. There's so much action in this film. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I would would I want them to get rid of 15 minutes not necessarily but they no. could have done there are other films we have spoken about that are three hours in length but we won't name because we I feel like we bash it too much but <laughs> anyone anyone who's listened to us before knows what we're talking about that are three hours in length but feel like three days um shmaim 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 but yeah I my that is one of my two tiny criticisms i agree yeah. with the length the other one is and i feel i feel sacrilege for saying this is that keanu some of keanu's line delivery wasn't the best in certain yeah. and and i mean and i mean that i love the man he's brilliant he's yeah. my spirit animal and you know <laughs> he is great and i love him and everything he's in but there are there are some lines in this he delivers and I'm like, do you want another go at that one? Yeah, I, I I'm inclined to agree, but I guess he, I mean he has very few lines, so it's not. Yeah, well, I, I guess yeah, I guess that's the case because I, I think because this is definitely the least amount of dialogue he's had in all four movies. Hundred percent, yeah. Without which is funny considering how much longer it is than the rest of them. Yeah, but yeah. I I agree there is a couple of. Uh, deliveries where you think, okay, it's a little bit ham-fisted. It's not ter- they're not terrible. They're it doesn't take terrible. you out of the film. It's just no. like, I, I would have done another take. But you have so many charismatic characters in this film. Yes. That yes. And great performers. And great, like, I would struggle, in fact, I'm, I can't, I can't pick a character in this film that isn't, you know, great to watch. No. Although um, saying that, there is one character that now we're talking these ten about. people. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not that they were brilliant in the role, but I'm just thinking in sort of reflection, the tracker character, 
was that kind of a superfluous character because it didn't really yeah change the plot no it's he was kind of just a constant character being in it and i mean he was an interesting character and i'm all for more dogs in the movies um but he didn't really do anything because when it came like because he was tracking people like john wick where they never really explained how he did it but then john wick kind of always announced where he was wherever he was anyway because there was always some big ass shootout or killing that went on so yeah true you could kind of just follow him by the carnage that he left yeah it's true so that, that's the, that's the now i think about it, it's the only other thing i'd probably point out was that character a little superfluous i think i think the the gentleman playing him i can't remember his name uh bear with me while i find it um, anderson thank you um he was great in the role um yeah. uh and you know i think everyone gets everyone gets great opportunities to deliver some killer lines in this film yeah and do well I, th- great... I think the scene in particular that sort of stood out with me was when he got stabbed in the hand with a knife oh by yeah the, uh, by the, the marquee, by the marquee. And that that's like a, a double role because it's like you you can see that anguish in him, and sort of the 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 willingness to sort of keep going, and then the marquee with Bill Skarsgård just yeah. really being a piece of shit, um, and sort of reveling in it because he he sort of for me he kind of stole a lot of the scenes when he was in them yeah because he was so sort of big and bravado yeah he's, um, Bill Skarsgård was great in he yeah film. he was fantastic he yeah. was the proper mush mustache twirling bad guy i mean he's played pennywise so he can yeah he's he can turn on the scary when he wants to you know yeah. like the, the 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 big guy because you know you, you've seen characters like his before where you know they're all bravado and they've got like all you know obviously he lives the high life and he's got all this kind of like ridiculous stuff going on like all the like 400 butlers there to feed him cake or whatever but he did, <laughs> and he but had some of the best outfits as well he really did he looked suave AF. yeah um but he he still he it's hard sometimes when some a character a villain's that ridiculous it's hard to see the menace in them but bill Skarsgård yeah. has that density he knows how to turn that on and uh, yeah yeah, he's great. But um, yeah, I'm just looking it up. John Wick has three three hundred eighty lines in this film, which is uh, over a hundred less than the first film. Um, <laughs> the longest line he says in this film is twelve words long. Wow. Yeah, which is, and you know what? I don't think he need he needed to say a lot. I feel like no. like you say a lot. A lot of the stuff is. There's a lot of characters in here who take up a lot of. There's a lot of, and what I think is good about the film is it adds a lot of backstory to a lot of people and gives yeah. them depth. It's not just about John. We've had three films where John's been central, and he is still very much central to this. But there are other people. He, he's because it's kind of I guess the whole idea of that's been branching out since the second film is John's ripple effect of what he's done. Yeah, and it's now come to fruition that his actions consequences um you know <laughs> um oh, so good <laughs> just brilliant but um so to do that you need to let other characters so show how they are john's actions have impacted them yeah you know yeah so i don't think john needs to say a lot and i think and i and from what reading that was a keanu reeves and chad stahelski conscious decision to say look yeah. john doesn't you've heard from john you know what john's about and what he's doing and why he's doing it Give everyone else a go. Yeah, I mean, John at this point is almost just a 
instrument uh, for the, like you say, the ripple effect where he's the performance of John Wick is the action Mm. and it's everyone around him that sort of dictates the story because you've got Ian McShane's Winston, 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 and uh, Bill Skarsgård's The Marquis and then Kane with Donnie Yen. Um, who was amazing? Oh, in this. he's so good. Donnie, like Donnie Yen, channeling his um, his Rogue One character with the blind acrobatics and stuff. He was so it was so good because I was like, he's blind. How are they going to do this? And they do it so well. And he plays it so well. They don't make yeah. it, they don't do it to the point of pantomime. They don't do it to the point where it's offensive. They don't do it yeah. to the point where it's, it's stupid uh, either. It's just I think it's really well balanced. You know, I yeah, think- and it, 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 not for a second did I think this doesn't work. Like they, they, they do it so, like you say, so convincingly. It just works so well. Yeah, the bit with the doorbells um, is great. You know, that was I, that was brilliant. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? And then they start going off. I was like, genius, love it. Yeah, and uh, just the way he's he he will like slip in and out, and then he was just <laughs> he was just like sort of walk off, but kind of like feeling his way around, and then suddenly yeah. just break into like full on because Donnie Yen is obviously a massive you know martial arts star so yeah. i but also turns out he's really funny and really good at everything else yeah. <laughs> so, he's just amazing he's just stupidly talented uh yeah. but I, I i think so i think because it was kind of his story in a way that sort of led the film like everyone else's sort of side characters and bits and pieces that were going on but i felt like his was sort of the kind of the heart of the film yeah like his his relationship with his daughter and like what his goals were, um, it was kind of very reminiscent of John Wick almost before, like the, the sort of the backstory you get about John Wick getting out before the events of the first movie. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like it's a mirror of that. Yeah, exactly. And he's got his own stakes. He's got his own. Well, he's 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 basically up against the wall. He's got no choice but to yeah. do what he needs to do. Um, which and it's it's part I guess part of the world. Everyone has an understanding of you're in. You have debts. You have you know obligations. You know actions have consequences, which is obviously a recurring theme through not just this film but the franchise, but very prominently in this film. Yeah, and I think Donnie. I think Donnie Yen is you know well he has his funny moments. He has he has his great action. He has a real emotional balance yeah, to it, yeah. and you really because obviously. And this is where I guess we'll get into spoilers. When he's fighting um, Hiroyuki Sanada's character Koji in the Osaka Hotel, which yeah. I want to get into the action set pieces at some point because there's so yeah. many to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he kills Koji in front of um, Akira. Akira, yeah, his which, daughter. But you don't. For me, anyway, I didn't feel. I didn't immediately go, "Oh, I don't like you anymore. You're a villain." I hear you. I, 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 he, you could, he, he you played, felt the remorse. Yeah, when he, he did you could it, tell yeah. he's like, I don't want to do this. Don't yeah. make me do this. Yeah, um, I like, just walk away. But it's you or me, yeah. and I have a daughter as well. You know, and you just think they they balance that really well. Which, and I don't want to sound you know condescending to a genre, but for an action film, you rarely see that kind of balance yeah. of heart yeah. and balls to the wall action. The whole Osaka bit before that i think goes on for what 20 25 minutes it's yeah, it's yeah, a fantastic yeah, yeah. sequence it's beautifully shot all these films are beautifully shot but this one i don't know they've they've found something else i don't know what it is yeah but it's it's yeah it's a it's a beautiful to to basically basically chaos. put the brakes on and shift gears from 
all that action and fun and adrenaline to that him as an actor and and obviously Sanada and um Rina Sawayama as well yeah. to play that in that moment it's just like oh you guys so good yeah i mean th- that was definitely i mean all the set all the action scenes were like just outstanding but Osaka definitely stood out um as a sort of great op- I, I guess kind of opening set like action sequence because mm. i guess it was sort of the the first really big big action set piece yeah um and it it, it delivered in spades because I, I thought uh rena sawayama's um akira's sort of bow and arrow archery skills uh, kind of trumped all the the bulletproof armor and i thought that was quite nice because it's like just shooting them in the leg, take the arrow out, shoot them in the head is just fantastic action. Yeah, agreed. Because uh, you're right, it was the big first first big action set piece of the film. Obviously, new location. John Wick being primarily based in New York, but we've obviously gone places like Mar- uh, Morocco and all kinds of places. But yeah. I think I think what they're good at is finding they're good at finding different locations, but also using them in different ways. So yeah, you, so. You could easily go, oh, we're in Osaka, but we're going to do pretty much the same thing. We could, do, you could do it anywhere else. I feel like it feels quintessentially in the same when they get to Paris. It feels yep. quintessentially like they're using the environment to create, like the Art de Triomphe sequence, for example, with the cars that going was around. Phenomenal, yeah. It was probably one of the best sequences I've seen in a film for a long time. Just how the choreograph of the choreography of that and how it was done, the shot, and everyone in it. And uh, it was just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was brilliant. Yeah. And they're really good at using those locations. Yeah. And you, you felt every, like the way I, uh, every time Wick got hit. Oh yeah. You, you felt it. And like it, it dictated how, like, cause even though he was just like, uh, just beyond human in the stuff that he survived, like you could still see it sort of affecting him greatly in terms of what he was then capable of doing. Yeah. Like he'd take everyone down, but it was hurting him more. It was slower. It was more painful. Um, the ways he dealt with sort of the next adversaries was more um, sort of brutal and efficient rather than flashy. And he didn't sort of muck around. And that Art de Triumph scene then led into my personal favorite scene was the top-down Dragon's oh, Breath, oh, which that- was just if there's a video game scene in the get in the show in the films that was it it was so amazing that was such a beautiful set piece have you ever played the game hotline miami yes and no, that was exactly what that was like that. i was like yeah. oh man this is hotline miami vibes but yeah the, because and i guess like i was saying obviously you could you could go, oh, we're in Paris, but then just put them in a building and you would never know they're in Paris really unless yeah. you had that for, but like when they've used that scene you could have gone oh well he's going to fight his way through this building we've seen that before he's done it you know but they go oh actually we're going to show you it from the top and we're going to add these yeah. dragon breath yeah. bullets and then we're going to have yeah. a dog and then we're going to have this and then we're going to do this and then john's going to get smashed through every wall in the building yeah and but honestly and th- th- that sort of b- b- jumps back to where i was saying like how it was kind of re- it was a refreshing pace where at that point, the enemies were just cannon fodder, mm. where he'd just had this slog of fighting all the the marquees guys yeah. and the 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 the, the tables uh, cronies, where everyone was bulletproof. Yeah. But in in Paris, no one was bulletproof, and everyone was super vulnerable, and he was just dropping people like 
left, right, and center. And it was, it was just a war of attrition uh, through people. And yeah. It was just such a, oh, such a set piece. Because it's, it's it's funny after a while when you see them just lifting up their suit jackets to cover their faces because they're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, I get I get it, and you're right. Cause you're like, well, how's John going to beat these people? Because we can't keep watching him fight people with bullet suit bulletproof suits because eventually it's just going to get like well we know how he's going to have to do this yeah it'll be like that scene in the naked gun where they're both shooting each other and missing yeah like like a meter away from each other yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) um but then the way that chad's the house gained that reward the audience by going we know what you came out to see. You want to see Keanu Reeves just fight his way through it. And here you go. And we're going to make it look cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That top-down scene. I like the scene up the stairs, you know, and fighting yeah. on his way to the Sacre Coeur. Yeah. Um, there was, a, there was a, a couple sitting a couple of seats away from us who, who literally laughed at everything that happened in the film. <laughs> like, anytime he got hurt, they just burst out laughing. I was like, man's in pain. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but the minute he got kicked back down the stairs, everyone started laughing. Because yeah. He's like, fought his way to the top of, I think mean, it was like 222 steps or something like that. Yeah. Which just, he just keeps rolling and rolling. And, and, and then rolling. he gets to stop. The guy steps out and just kicks him. He just keeps rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh man. And then he gets to the bottom, obviously, um, Donnie Yen's character's there. And, you know, and it's like, here we go again. We're going to do it all yeah. again. Um, and that, that, that was another fantastic little piece with the two of them yeah. side by side. That was yeah. excellent. I was like, because you're thinking, like, how's, how's he going to fight his way back up here? He's knackered. And then you go, oh, here we go. Player yeah, two has player entered two the game. Has, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Th- the action in this is incredible. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've seen John fight with horses, dogs, killed a guy with a pencil, killed a guy with a book. You know, he's killed yeah. a guy with pretty much everything. But I don't know how they did it, but they just really upped their game this time. And yeah, they, they do all the, the time. And the action is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's a, it's a testament to the, the, the teams that are involved. Like, obviously, John Wick's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, physical actor. Um and but I guess everybody involved seems to be so hell bent on succeeding and bringing their A game. Yeah, you know, because and I I think um, I read like uh, I watched interviews where you know you get an opportunity to work on a John Wick movie, you're sort of set for that sort of genre because you've got Scott Adkins who played Killer Harkin. Yeah, and that was another great scene. And he's he's you know say what you will about his movies. He's a fantastic athlete. Oh yeah, and he's a great fighter and uh, choreographer of fight scenes. And him being Killer Harkin as that big fat guy, yeah, yeah, the he 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 sort of chewed that scenery really well as oh, well. He he was fantastic. He was loving every minute, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm all for this scene because it. And that's the thing. Everybody seems to really enjoy themselves in the movie, and you can you get that sense all the way through. Yeah, Ian McShane's little quirky eyebrows, like. Jonathan, Jonathan, and then Winston, Winston. And it, yeah, and it, yeah, it, everyone just seems to be having a blast at the I, top of their game. Yeah, and I think we said this at the start before we started recording was people are queuing up to be in these films now. Yeah, since the first yeah. John Wick, you know, back when you had Alfie Allen and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I always forget Willem Dafoe was in the first film as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they're all great, but literally you've. If you, I think if you said to any of the actors in this kind of genre and realm, like, do you want to be in John Wick? They go, fuck yeah. Yes. 100%. Please. Do you need me to just stand over here? I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah. But I'll do it to the best of my ability. And I think 
there's not a bad performance in this film i don't think um no not, not that really, I, not no. that i can think of uh, scott adkins like you say people will you know knock his films he makes the films that he makes and that's good for him but i thought he was great in this i thought that whole scene with the poker he just he lapped it up he yeah and he he was fully believable i forgot it was him for ages yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's he he you, you kind of lose him in the character yeah. which is a great yeah. testament to his skill yeah. in that point yeah, the Clancy um, Brown is a harbinger as well, who played that yeah. well. He wasn't in it a lot, but he no. just he, he did what he needed to do. He was great. Loved Clancy loved Brown. And obviously Lawrence Fishburne. Ha- yep. like, oh, he's having up in the best possible way. He's yeah. just loving life as the Barry and King. Obviously, sadly, Lance Reddick's yeah. final rollers yeah. character. I was gonna but... say, how do we feel about that moment? I mean, it it stings a little harder because you know, obviously he's passed away in real life. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess that also is such a inciting moment for Winston and John, John to try and sort of put things to bed to rectify this. Yeah. You know, he was, uh, Karen's character was very much the, the glue between the two of them and he was loyal to both of them and he was sort of willing to help both, you know, whatever. Um, and Lance Reddick is a great, another great actor, and he always sells his performances. And I, he was always a, a a unique character in these films because he was very straight faced. Uh, but you kind of got this sense that you wouldn't muck around with him, and then you kind of got the taste of that in three, yeah, where yeah he yeah. and John just tear those guys apart um i love the part in free where they walk back into the safe room get more guns and just walk back out. yeah and, just like, <laughs> and winston just sitting there with his brandy going looking at yeah him. but yeah and it's, it's great to give him the opportunity to do that and i i it's it's sad that he didn't get more to do in this film hmm. more so because obviously he passed in real life but yeah yeah, I think it, it's. I think it stings a little more, but I. I think the the character served his purpose, yeah. and there wasn't in in light of what happened in the film, there wasn't a huge amount more that could have been done with his character. No, it's true, and I think you're right. It's, it stings a little harder knowing that unfortunately Lantridics passed away in real life at the all too young age of sixty. Um, yeah. But I think. Because I remember the first time I ever saw Lance Reddick was in Lost when he played Matthew Abaddon in Lost. Yes, um, yes. Because I never, I haven't seen The Wire. I know he was obviously massive in The Wire, but I haven't seen it. Um, but he, then he was in things like Fringe, and he's obviously yeah. been in the Horizon games. You know, yep. rants, anything he's in, he's great in. And it would have been, regardless of the real world, you know, parallels, um, it would have been a shame to see that character go. But at the same time, where does it go from there? Unless you yeah. know, unless you know he was going to take on the mantle of <clears throat> manager of yeah. a hotel or something like that. But I think he he it was he he was instrumental to the the backbone of John Wick and it coming through from the first moment you see him behind the desk when John Wick walks into the Continental for the first time, yeah. and just the way his cool demeanor. Uh, all the way through, regardless yeah. of who's sitting in front of them, whether it's uh, you know, an adjudicator or a harbinger or anyone from the high table, yeah. he's just the same. 
And, yeah, and um, it, like it, it, it's it's good that his his death was an inciting moment for yeah, the movie. Yeah, it had purpose. It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't know? just like a shock value. It was a this is the the catalyst for what Winston and John are going to end up sort of mm-hmm. coming to. Yeah, like because Winston just is like a cat, just always lands on his feet. Yeah, no matter exactly. how far he falls, considering he, he to, shot he John off a roof yeah. out of three, I'm surprised he's still kicking. To be honest, but you're right; he's got no, he's got nine lives. So you know, um, but I love Ian McShane as well. Obviously, yeah. uh, Deadwood, all that kind of stuff. He's oh, but, yeah, yeah. But um, I can imagine if you know, for some reason, he was no longer in it. it the film would lose his identity as well, because he's yeah. as much as these films are called John Wick, and obviously are about John Wick. The, those three characters been there since the beginning are yep. you know the core so obviously like you say uh sharon's death had meaning had purpose was a catalyst for the coming together of winston and john to bury the hatchet for a higher purpose um so yeah i i think it was a good it was a fitting end for sharon's character um it's this, a sad circumstance in which he died obviously at for Winston's, um, you know, failings, but yep. um, it, it, at least it meant something in the end. So, yeah. and it um, ha- made you hate the Marquis. Oh God, more. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, I think we were going down that route anyway because there's some other things he does which are just terrible in this, like when, yeah. he's, when he puts the knife through um, Mister Nobody's hand, and you know, he's just terrible, terrible person. But that is the moment that turns us like, okay, unlike with unlike with Kane, you know, where he does his. I guess, quote-unquote, villainous act, we don't feel that way, it really helps us go, no, the Marquis, you're an arsehole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to die. You're going to die. Who's the best character? Oh, God, that's so hard. Um, I'm going to go with Donnie Yen as Kane. I was... He he was definitely up there, but I didn't want to sort of say that was because I feel like that's sort of the obvious answer. Closely followed by Bill Skarsgård as the Marquis. I think they both elevate the film. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, and I mean Ian McShane always stands oh, out. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, um, you could throw a dart at any at the cast list and pick one. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." Yeah, because they all they all did have standout moments. Yeah. So I, I, I Kane, I guess, was solid just because Donnie Yen was just the the way he moved. It was just unbelievable. Someone at his age can just move like that. Mm. And just the 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 action that he did, like in real life, you, yeah, I think if you put John Wick and him together, like I don't think John Wick would be walking away from that fight in real life. Yeah, because Donnie Yen is just something else. Um, yeah, Kane was a fantastic character, uh, and the Marquis was just a nasty piece of work. When you think about these guys, so you've got John Keanu Reeves is fifty eight, Donnie Yen is fifty nine, Hiriaka Sanada is sixty two. Yeah, you know. And here we are, both talking about being thirty-four, knackered. Yeah, I know. I, I played play five. I played five aside tonight, and I am ready, ready to fall down. But, um, but yeah, I think, like, like we say, you could pick anyone in this list and say they're the best, and you could, well, yeah, you've got a point for that one. To be honest, yeah. um, like I say, it's rare that you would get an action film where you can say that, where you can say that you've had, yeah, yeah. full gamut of performance and fun and action and emotion and all kinds of stuff going on i think um it's just 
it's just so it's just so well done. And I think Chas Tehelski deserves a lot of credit because obviously he was historically a stunt man, has now come in and is now yeah. the, the go to action director, let's be honest. Yeah. He's did, the, I was gonna say, did you know because I I I've in in light of us doing this, I did a little bit more research. You know, in all of the John Wick movies, there is not a single live fire ammunition. Isn't there? It's all of the the squibs and the bullet flashes and muzzle flashes. It's all digital. Wow. Because I didn't know this either. He was Brandon Lee's stunt guy oh, and the, in The Crow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and ever yeah. since then, he's been totally against um, like live that, fire yeah. ammunition. Yeah, well, obviously, recent events surrounding, you know, Alec Baldwin yeah. and things like that. Um, you know, these things are uh, important. So it, I did not know that. That's, a, that's a, It's an interesting thing as well to have that consciously. Obviously, given yeah. his background that i didn't know about that would make sense yeah you know obviously that but how great. convincing it all looks as well 100 percent. i mean i would never have guessed and nothing no. and it goes to show that you, you clearly don't need it to no 100%. to make them convincing no and i think this and i said it earlier and i'll say it again all these films look fantastic yeah 100 you know, like color palettes and you know shots and you know all the all the tricks that they do. Obviously, we spoke about the yeah, cinematography is fantastic. is off the charts. It's ridiculous. Like Jay- for an action movie, which I mean, just to boil it down, it is just a, a sort of an action movie. But to have such a beautiful color palette, the cinematography that's got yeah. is it. It's it's those sort of things that do elevate it beyond just being the action movie. I, I mean, it's it's award worthy actually. Yeah, uh, cinematography and directing, and you know, I think. And the stunt coordinator, and it's one, and, and that, it's yeah. not going to get it because you know the the war shows the stigma turns, about those action starts, genre movies. They they turn their nose up at these kind of things, but honest, honestly, you watch it and you're just, I've never seen anything like it. Like I say, the, the raid might be the last film other than John Wick in this genre that really blew me away. Yeah, and this is I'd a, agree. This is kind of this is on par with that. If yeah, yeah, I mean, so good. So good. Um, like Levy said as well, very funny film at times as well. There's some really great lines in this. I like, <laughs> I like the line where, uh, so at the end, they have epistles at dawn jewel and the marquee walks over to Kane and says, remember your daughter. He just so quickly goes, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a laugh at that one. It was so good. There's so many good little lines in this i think a lot of the things keanu says uh, are just timed so perfectly um, yeah a lot of the yes and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff and then uh i don't know about you but i i i, I found a real good good laugh here and there as well in amongst all oh, the yeah. Action. yeah 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 I, I thought um uh the marquee sort of second uh in command so to speak i can't remember his name now the uh but he kind of I, I liked his just desserts with the dog you know because he, he'd fought the dog and was going to shoot him and then the dog right at the end of the action set piece on the stairs mr nobody and the dog turn up and they kill him but he <laughs> the dog just eats him from the, the crotch <laughs> yeah this is like oh god what, what a way to die but it's it's just the look on his face he's like oh shit i shouldn't have tried to shoot you <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. Like, suddenly, just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I did love the whole full circle thing with the dog and yeah. John Wick saving the dog from 
being killed by that guy, and then yeah. the 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 tracker basically going, "You hit my puppy," and just shoot yeah. him there. It was so good. I... <laughs> yeah, but again, like jumping back to the comedy, I feel like Killer Harkin. Uh, he was so funny in the scenes yeah, he shot he was me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and even his death, you know, he falls on his head, and like just the way his face looks when he's he's dead on the floor, and, and John, John just not punches sure, him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. great, and I like the the obviously the so the killer line obviously where the marquee wants to do the killing blow on John. Yeah, and he and Winston goes, "You arrogant asshole! You didn't shoot." And yeah. he just, Consequences, <laughs> shoots him, and then the, the track is just going, "That's good, man." <laughs> I'm sure yeah. get it. Yeah, he's just cr- cracking a beer. Yeah, it's 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 just, it gets the balance all right. It doesn't like pummel you with action for three hours but then it'll slow down it'll speak back up it'll end yeah. and flow and i think it just balances out a really good like and like we said it's nearly three hours well it maybe could be a bit shorter you don't feel it and i think that's no, part of the no. reason why um last few points the big one first of all the ending yes. so for those who haven't seen it again I'll, I'll give you another chance this is a spoiler warning um but john wick after fighting with Kane in a Pistols at Dawn, literally, duel, um, which is a very good scene, very well yeah. done. Loved it. The the way it like ramps up slowly and slowly into this tense moment. Um, but ultimately, John is shot and but wins his freedom. Uh, uh, Winston regains the hotel, his management status. Uh, even Kane manages to get away in the end, the marquee, everything seems happy until John basically takes a seat on the steps, watches the sunrise and uh, dies. Uh, pretty Passes much. away. Passes yeah. away, thinking of his wife, which is all he really wanted. Um, you know, yeah. there, obviously there's ambiguity as to whether he's actually dead. You know, there's always is in these films, but I think what Chad, Stahelski and Kiaris have said is, they they intended for John to be dead. So um, while John Wick Five could happen, it's they kind of are done, is what they said. So for all intents and purposes, John Wick is dead. Um, how do we feel about that? But is he really? Is he really? <laughs> um, well, I guess. The, the, I, I guess they they throw enough money at uh, the two of them. I, I well, maybe not Keanu's, but I feel like if they. If Chad comes up with a good enough story to bring him back, I I think that they leave it ambiguous enough to 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 sort of say the whole, yeah, he wasn't really dead; he faked his death. Because even the ending with um, the Bowery King and Winston at the gravestone, it it kind of screamed to me, sort of faking your death, and they were just sort of reminiscing to sort of say, oh, this is the world order now for appearances. Um, but I mean, you can have it both ways. You could you could leave it at four, and I think this would be a perfect ending. Yeah, I was going to ask: it. Would you like it to be the end? I mean, no, but then I guess leave him wanting more. Yeah, I I am of the same opinion. I think because John's whole reason for this was to get out and to die as a free man. I think, yeah, and I think this what he did essentially yeah i mean he killed a lot of men to get there but you yeah. know he he ultimately got his wish albeit for all of three minutes yeah um, i mean I'd, I'd love to see him taking out the whole table but as they sort of stipulated in the film 
you can't really take out the table because it's not really a table, so yeah. to speak, in a literal table in the sense because there's always people to take their place. Well, they call it a hydra in the film, don't they? And that's essentially exactly, what it is. Yeah. So you kill one head, another one grows back, right? So yeah, I think what John's best case scenario is what he got, which was to be free of the table because yeah. you're you're basically fighting a brick wall at that point. Um, yeah. So I'd like. If they if they make a John Wick five, we're gonna watch it, obviously. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But if they didn't, I'm happy with this. I'm happy to rewatch yeah. four films over and, and over again. And there's enough people involved in you know, if the ballerina does well enough, there's yeah. another spin off. And they there's no because re- apparently the ballerina is set between two and three. Um yeah. so you know, there's no reason John Wick can't cameo. Yeah, moving Keanu, forward. Keanu Reeves apparently will be in the ballerina. Which oh, well, there you good. go then. Uh, as well, uh, Angelica Houston, Ian McShane, and Anna de Armas as well. So yeah, well, she she is the proverbial is ballerina, the, isn't the she? Ballerina, yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, so we're not done with John Wick yet. Um, yeah. Obviously, we have the Continental TV series, but I believe that's set in the seventies, so probably won't feature Keanu. Yeah. Um, but also intriguing. But I think in terms of uh, a John Wick five, if they make it great, if they don't. I'm 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 cool with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think you know that I think they could easily do it, um, because the way the world works, you know, they can fake deaths and all sorts of things. I feel I feel they could do it very easily, but whether or not it's the right call, I think is entirely dependent on the story mm. um, that they try. Like, and I guess the difficult factor is is easy enough to bring him back because you can do it any way you want. Yeah, but the problem is is getting a better ending. Yeah, that's and the... the more fulfilling ending is, I guess, the more difficult part because this does end precisely the way that you kind of want it to in a, in a in a weird way because mm. you can't have him riding off into the sunset, yeah. you know, n- never to sort of have his because he has to deal with the consequences of his own actions as well. Yeah, and I guess exactly. death is kind of the only real sort yeah. of final consequence he can sort of have at the end of this yeah and i feel like if you bring him back into the world to fight again he's just undoing everything he said he was about which is kind of like he wanted to stop it and he had to do a lot to get to that if you bring him then back into that it's like well you were out why would you come back you know um and because i think obviously two and three didn't have cliffhanger uh, didn't have you know wrapped up endings they were cliffhanger endings for a reason because obviously yeah. two leads into three and three obviously led into four because then you were going to make that i think one has a good ending where he goes home with the dog and yep. that was it and they could have ended at one really if they wanted to obviously glad they didn't but i think four is like you say probably the best ending they're gonna get i think unless you know i'm not a screenwriter i don't know but you know they could come up with something but it's hard to think what that is that doesn't sully everything else, you know? Yeah. Well, but and like I said, leave le- wanting more. Yeah, exactly. It's always, I agree. A, it's always a good place to Yeah. Leave. Explore the world of John Wick. As we've seen through four films, the world the, the world of John Wick and the assassins and the high table and the coins and everything around it, the ballerina. There's tons to explore there that's not yeah. that's world-based but not john wick centric so go do the ballerina go do the continental tv series do uh you know a winston um uh origin story or something like that i don't know yeah you know, yeah you know because they have interesting characters it's not john wick is the only interesting character in the film so yeah it's just he's a great character yeah um so 
standout moment of the film for you? Oh, it's got to be the top down. The top down? Top down scene. Yeah, top down scene is great. Like I say, Hotline Miami vibes. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, the Dragon's Breath ammo was, was just, just amazing. such a great touch. Um, for me, I do like that, but in, in the interest of being uh, you know, varied, I'm going to go with the Art of the Trion sequence. I think it was just yep. so well choreographed, so well done. It kind of eliminates the the issue you said about earlier about the bulletproof jackets and all that stuff yeah. as well because cars will hurt regardless of whether you're wearing a bulletproof jacket um <laughs> and i just think i just think it was like you couldn't you didn't know where to look everything everywhere something great was happening and it was just yeah. so well done. i don't know how they did that obviously i don't know i don't shut down one of the busiest roads in paris or yeah i know but um yeah that would be it for me so yeah i mean the whole the whole last act yeah. was awesome yeah. really like yeah. from from the minute they get to france all the way to the end it's just amazing yeah it's great it's great it's really well put together film really well paced what do we think overall rating then oh uh, again it, we've done it before but it, it goes beyond the broadleys it, it is just fantastic it's broadly fantastic is what we would yeah. call it yeah um, <laughs> we're, we're going off scale normally it stops at great but we're going broadly fantastic and yeah and it's it's so nice to be just so overwhelmingly positive about something because this it, i think we've i've seen a few good films this year but this is definitely top for me that i've seen thus far that's really sort of maybe like, yes, this is just awesome. There's nothing, I don't feel bad after seeing this. This is just a good time. Yeah, I must say, when I looked at, I guess when I looked at the head at the calendar for this year uh, at films, obviously you've got uh, Across the Spider-Verse coming out, those, you know, yeah. films like that. But John Wick, if you had to say to me, oh, you can only watch three films at cinema this year, what are they going to be? It was like, well, John Wick's definitely in the top three. So yep. Yep. really glad I got to see it. Uh, really, finally, um, I agree, broadly fantastic uh yeah if yeah if you haven't seen it go and see it go see <laughs> it sorry. just watch all four just go watch all four. Oh, would you watch all four about to back <laughs> oh you know i might need two days to see it see two first two then set like three yeah and four. that's fair that's fair yes because there's only i i can't do binges anymore um i'm too old we're, we're at that age now where you know yeah. we can't we can't be doing that you know um i've got a dog he needs to go out to the loo oh, yeah. i gotta go to the loo you know it's just just too much life but yeah. if i could i most certainly would <laughs> it's true we're watching a film at home if films two hours at home it takes us like three hours to watch it it's just like <laughs> pause go to the toilet i need a drink oh i need to go get some food uh it's yep. just like oh constant pausing um but that's what happens when you get old kids um so yeah. but no, yeah, you're right. You should watch all four if you haven't. Um, maybe not back to back. I think that might actually do you some damage. Um, <laughs> You'd be overstimulated yeah. to hell. Yeah, good God. Um, but 100% watch them. Uh, John Wick 4, fantastic. I think a fitting end to the quadrilogy, if that is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that's unfortunately all the time we have for John Wick 4 this week, Toby. Um, I know, I know. But... It's okay. It's okay. You can go just go watch it again. It's great. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be buying it when it comes out. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, 
thank you for joining me, obviously. It's been always great right. chatting to you, especially about films that we're both really positive about. So um, we will be back soon. We're going to go back to our comic book roots and back to DC animated film after yes. we did. So we did the Doom that came from Gotham a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're sticking with Batman because we're on brand. <laughs> Broke, don't, fix <laughs> Bro, don't fix it. So we're going to do the Dark Knight Returns animated movie, parts one and two. So we'll do two episodes for them because there's a lot to discuss in those. So yeah, um, lots to break down. So we want to do it justice. We want to do, um, or Justice League. Well, see what I did there. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to do parts one and two. Uh, so look out for them. But until then, thank you, as always, to you wonderful listeners that tune in every week. We do appreciate it. Like I said before, if you have enjoyed listening to this episode, whether it's your first time with us or you listen to us every week, please remember that you can listen to us talk about all kinds of stuff. So Marvel, you know, we're always talking about Marvel, DC, clearly, Um, you know, all kinds of nerdy stuff. We're going to get back into the comic books at some point. Uh, We're going to have the Nolan debate at some point as well. All kinds of stuff coming up. uh, the Flash movie, all yep. There's tons. All, all green, all good things on the horizon. If you th- like us, recommend us to a friend. Yeah. Spread that love. Yeah. Spread that nerdy love. Yeah, tell 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 a friend about us. We really appreciate it. We do. Um, you can they can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So yeah, let them know and tell them to come join us as well. Um, but f- until then, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>